If parenthood came with a GPS, it would most likely just say recalculating. Join Yulandi Becker and her guest experts Wednesdays at 11 a.m. for Bump and Beyond, the show about pregnancy and babies. 101.9 megahertz of life. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Yes, you are on Bump and Beyond, and I am your host, Yulandi Becker, and. I'm loving the warmer weather. I think you as well probably love the warmer weather, and that will mean that I will be complaining less during this hour of my show every week. Um, I'm, I've already been in the pool. Can you believe it? The pool is not warm, but um, I, I just I felt like I had to shake off winter and just go for it, and it was a horrible experience, I have to say. Even here in Pretoria, the weather it was warm outside, but the pool was not hot enough yet for swimming. But I did it, and my kids also did it. Um, it might take a week or so before I attempted again, though. Thank you um, to you, all of you who sent me an email, messages on social media as well after our show last week. I think um, infertility is definitely a talk that we might have to do again as I got so many messages and specifically a lot of messages as well from dads out there. And um, I think that's the talk that we have to have next, not unfortunately today, but specifically about the infertility journey for dads, because it seems like this is a very not talked about subject um, that we will need to get into very soon. So on that note, please remember that you can, of course, um, you can personally send me an email on Yulandi. It's Yulandi with a J, J-O-L-A-N-D-I at goodnightbaby.co.za. Um, if you are willing to talk to me about that, I would love to have you on the show. But you can also send us a telegram on 061-895-1019 or phone us on 010-140-3020. Of course, as well, you can send us an email at instudio at chayfm.com. Today's show, though, is an interesting segue from that topic, I guess. <laughs> but um, it... It actually, the topic came to mind uh, recently because I got an email as a reminder um, from my stem cell banking place to that my 10 years is coming to an end that we saved my daughter's stem cell. So that obviously signals different things. The fact that she is in fact turning 10 soon, <laughs> uh, which is not a nice thought. But then it also got me thinking about stem cell banking and reminding me of the reason why I wanted to do it. And if this is something that you would be interested in discussing and knowing more about, Hence why I, as always, bring in the experts so that we can specifically talk about it. Because an uh, interesting thought, because now it's 10 years in, I obviously haven't used the stem cells that I banged. And I also had kind of had the question of like, how many people actually use those stem cells? And why are we banking it? And is it something we should all be doing? Because now also doing the research for the show, I have to say to you that the research and the uses of stem cells is increasing by the day almost. The amount of uses for stem cells, it is actually remarkable. So, uh, and also something that I realized is that stem cell banking is actually quite a common practice in other countries. Um, 
where it's actually like a normal thing that they do. Um, for us, it's unfortunately limited to more the private sector. Um, again, again, like the fertility talk, like I had last uh, week. Um, the fact that if you have money, it seemingly you have some more privilege, uh, privileges that we know, but yeah. some more added privileges. But anyway, let me not get, it's only 11 a.m. Let me not get onto my soapbox too quickly today. <laughs> but stem cell banking. So my, my, um, what do you call it guest today? Is uh, Dr. Lana Duplessis. She's the laboratory director at CryoSafe. Hello, Lana, Dr. Duplessis. Let me rather say it. Hello, Dr. Duplessis. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, so, um, yes, like I said to you, uh, for me, um, stem cells, I've done it. I've banked my, that being said, I never did it for my son. I feel a little bit guilty that I did it. Um, and then when my daughter came, I don't even know. I uh, honestly, it's so long ago. I can't recall how the journey started, but I think it was at an antenatal class or something that someone approached us and then they were talking about it. And then I'm like, well, that seems like a responsible thing to do. You know, like insurance. You know, you have household insurance, you never always use it, but it is there just in case. So I want to start with what are stem cells? <laughs> so stem cells are basically raw building blocks of your body. Uh, that's what we, it's a basic thing we call it, you know, easy for the layman to understand. So what they are, they undifferentiated cells that, that you find in as you know now, this, the cord tissue and the cord blood, and also in embryonic, in the embryonic stage early, uh, they are undifferentiated and they can differentiate themselves or they can, uh, then multiply themselves and differentiate themselves. That's basically the two main, uh, you know, characteristics of stem cells. And they can dif- then differentiate into any of the 200 types of cells that you find in the body. So in a nutshell, that's what they are. <laughs> I mean, it is remarkable also because, again, I work in obviously the baby industry. So I also know an unusual amount about these things that I shouldn't sometimes know. Sometimes <laughs> I, I wish I had the, the benefit of ignorance. Uh, I'm not always sure of knowledge power <laughs> when it comes to parenting. But, um, I mean, the stem cells by itself, it, for me, it's so remarkable because is, I mean, this is now not a hundred percent, but maybe as a doctor, you would know the answer to this question is because I, I think if I read it right, um, and this is ages ago, that the, the female cells that they receive can't change, but the male cells can change. Is that something? Or was, am, am I just making up things that I probably read on Dr. Google? <laughs> no, 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 that's not. So, so you get the stem cells are in everybody's, even in your body as you sit today, yeah. you've got little niches of stem cells yeah. uh, that are more mature than the ones that you can collect with, with your baby when it's born. At that stage, at birth, those are more naive little stem cells that you get uh, within your little, you know, baby's cord blood and cord tissue. And that's the only time that you can store those stem cells. And they differ so tremendously from the, your, your stem cells that you've currently got in your body. So your stem cells that you have in your body at this stage are older. You know, they've been changed by the environment. They've had, you know, viruses attacking them. So your stem cells in your body at the moment 
will heal. If you've got an injury, they will go to that place of injury and heal and repair any damage on your body. Okay. I mean, it is for me, again, I mean, just, I mean, it's a miracle the fact how we start with a cell and then we all become like babies or yes. like actual creatures. I mean, that is by itself is already a remarkable thing. Um, and it's a miracle. And I think that's why I also love being part of High FM because I know the people listening are on the same page as me with that uh, miracle part of it. But I'm going to get more into this just now after our ad break. (laughs) This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. So, if you've just joined me, um, this is Bump and Beyond, and I am your host, Yolandi Becker, and we're talking today specifically about stem cell banking. I, of course, as always, want you to join into the conversation. So, if you have questions for my expert today, Dr. Lorna Duplessis, then please do send us a telegram on 10 3020 or, oh no, that's our telephone number. Our telegram number is 061-895-1019 or you can SMS us at 34519. All these details, of course, is on our app um, where you can listen to us, of course, but um, you can access those details as well directly on there. Um, so please do send us some questions or if you've done it as well, if you've used your stem cells, even better. I would, I would really love to talk to someone who actually used stem cells. But that being said, let's get into it. We've now spoken about Lorna, Dr. Duplessis. We've spoken about <laughs> stem cells and what they are. And already, I mean, just by the fact that they could morph into whatever you want them to is, that sounds very beneficial to me. But, um, what exactly then is stem cell banking or stem cell storage? So it, it basically entails then at birth, well, in the case of your umbilical cord, blood and tissue stem cells, that they'll be collected just after your baby has been born. Uh, some of the cord blood will be, uh, harvested from the, you know, umbilical cord taken from the cord by your gynecologist and a piece of the cord tissue will be cut and also placed in a container. So everything's done sterile in the, you know, in the, uh, at birth, you're, you know, just after birth of the baby. And then, uh, and I can, just on that note, I can remember that that was a very, very professional little package that was there. And it was just as the baby was born, they're like, Oh, we have to do this now. And then they did everything really professionally and it got couriered immediately somewhere. (laughs) So, so that's what I say. After the collection process, it's couriered immediately to the laboratory. We will be processed. So we process the cord tissue separately from the cord blood. And then it gets cryopreserved, and then uh, after the cryopreservation, it goes into your long-term storage for the 20 years or 10-year pro- uh, storage contract that you would have signed with your cold blood bank. Hmm. So that's in a, you know what the, the process itself entails. Yeah, you know, and like I said, it was really I could remember that very specifically that uh, there was this little package and everything. So well done on like streamlining that process. With a special kit courier to you to your address at, of your choice with with all the, the the consumables for the collection of the of the the blood and the cord, and then it gets sent away immediately. 
to the laboratory. Does it get stored and, like in a fridge or how does no, that look no, like? <laughs> so after the collection process, um, you know, the cord blood is uh, it's spun down to get the little stem cells out of there and then the cord tissue is processed to put those stems or, or the, uh, the mesenchymal stem cells in a container. Then you add a special uh, cryopreservation solution to each and then they slowly frozen from four degrees to minus 90 degrees. Sure. That's the sort of cryopreservation process we call it because you don't want to damage the cells because you know the cell membranes are very fragile. So you've got to slowly get this solution into the cell, not as to break or, or get ice crystals forming that will damage the integrity of the cells because you want to uh, freeze that cell in that time space, I would want, you know, oh. to... <laughs> but it doesn't become something else. <laughs> and it doesn't become something else. And then from there, it goes into a big storage tank, which contains liquid nitrogen. Uh, but you store the cells, uh, that container specifically, in a in the gas phase of liquid nitrogen, which is as minus 190 uh, How big is this container that you're talking about? It's it is like a, one it's centimeter. A, it's a, stain, a big stainless steel tank that is made. Oh. Of, yes, yeah. Oh. The tank, one tank can take about, depending on you know what if you call you store cold blood and tissue in different little box uh, racks. No, uh, it can take, contain up to depending on the size, you get different sizes, three thousand to five thousand samples. Individual samples in in a in a big tank, yes. Ah, okay. Like Like I said, I was just interested to know where where are these magical (laughs) things? And then the tank in itself can cost over a million five one point five million a tank itself. So you know, the the cost implications are starting to Anyway, um, but now it's the big thing. Okay, now we talked about what is a stem cell and um, how you will store it or how you will get it. But now the big reason is why. Why would you want to store your stem cells? Okay, so the main reason is, as I mentioned to you earlier, your the stem cells of your baby at birth is very naive. They haven't been touched by the environment. They haven't been – there's no – huge impact of the environment in them that can harm them. Uh, there's no viruses that have really impacted on them. So they they are, at that stage, the most naive that you can get. Uh, and then when if you, that's the only chance that you can get them. Because if you don't store that cord tissue and cord blood at birth, or the placenta you can also store, they will be discarded as medical waste and you will never have them again. And then as your baby grows older day by day by day, the stem cells in their little body will get older day by day by day mm. and we get impacted by the environment. So that is the main reason that we, you know, promote the, the storage of these little stem cells at birth. Um, I've got a question on that as well, because someone also told me that you get like stem cells or something. I don't know if it was stem cells or what, maybe it was some other tissue from your baby's milk teeth and that we should keep their milk teeth. Is that true? <laughs> yes, you, you can. You can get it from your the baby's milk teeth and you can get it from wisdom teeth. Too bad for the, the tooth fairy there, yes, for the yeah. tooth mouth. <laughs> so, but it's a, it's a very small amount of oh. stem cells. So the other reason why we saw these uh, stem cells, you know, from the cord tissue and the cord blood, you get a higher percentage of stem cells 
uh, from them, like you would with bone marrow in a, at later stages of life, of life or in your peripheral blood. There's also a whole a bigger amount of stem cells in those tissues than in your normal, as I mentioned, in your, in your body, you also have stem cells, but they're smaller amounts. So, hmm. you know, to store them away is not, is, I'm going to say it's not viable, but it, it, you know, for that amount, it costs a lot of money for, to store that little amount of stem cells away. I mean, I'm learning quite a lot. If you've <laughs> just joined me, I am talking to Dr. Lorna Duplessis who's the uh, laboratory director at Cryosafe, specifically about stem cell and um, what do you call it, core blood tissue banking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, because it is, it is, a, 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 it's a quite popular thing, I think, that's happening. And again, like I mentioned, now doing research for this, I couldn't believe the amount of research and the uses of stem cells. Um, but yes, before we get to that specific, what can it be used mm-hmm. for? Um, let me just, I would like to clarify a little bit. What is the difference between cord blood and cord tissue? Okay, so the cord blood is the blood that stays behind in your the baby's umbilical cord uh, after it's been delivered. So doctor can uh, takes a syringe uh, with a needle, not a syringe, a, a specific bag that is provided in your kit, and there are needles attached to it, and then they draw the they uh, clean the the cord, place the, the needle into the cord, and then it, it drains the blood into the bag that is sterile and everything. And the cord tissue is a part of the, you know, just the umbilical cord that the doctor will cut a piece of that cord um, that contains wharton jelly and the, the nascent chymal stem cells and a few other stem cells that's also valuable to store away. So that's the difference. And then the, the if you want to know the difference of uses of them, do you... Is that that would be, let's get that? into that, yes. <laughs> so the cord blood itself contains your, uh, just for a simple term, blood-forming stem cells which can be used for more than 80 diseases currently, which has been FDA approved. So these include your can- some cancers, some immunological diseases, some metabolic diseases, uh, and, and, yeah, and that's about, as I say, about 80 of them uh, that can be treated. Mm. Uh, then your core tissue uh, contains your mesenchymal stem cells, which can you you have to they have to be expanded before use, but these are very very valuable. So they can be used for things like uh, 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 muscular dystrophy, heart disease, um, spinal cord injuries, uh, and so many more. As you say, you should read about so many uses of it, and those are the ones that are currently in clinical trials. They haven't been approved uh, in many countries. Uh, like this, you know, the court, uh, blood stem cell uh, transplant that are, have been approved, as I mentioned, by 80 diseases. Oh, so the whole idea, obviously, for the, um, I mean, and that's how it was sold to me, and it clearly worked because I didn't mm-hmm. do it. Um, but the whole idea is obviously, like I said, it's a little bit like insurance. In some ways, I guess you never really want to use these stem cells because it will mark something that's not great that is happening. Like cancers, as you mentioned, yes. with the blood forming, cord blood, um, and then also like muscle dystrophy and heart disease and those type of things. Um, is that the main reason why you would keep this in case you would need the stem cells, obviously, for your child? Yes, definitely. And, and also for your family, because in this sense, you, you actually 
um, having an insurance for your family as well. And with the stem cell industries, you know, developing so fast with all the new research and techniques and technologies that they are looking at all these different diseases, it would take another five to ten years. And those stem cells will be as viable as they were when the, the day you stored them. So that is why with the industry developing so fast, you know, you never know when you might need them. And there is a, a sort of a number that they've given you. You can, they believe that one in, uh, you have a one in 217 chance roughly for a person in a 70 year life, in a 70 year lifetime to be needing a transplant in their life. And I think with, with the technology developing in, as I mentioned, with heart disease, all the other uses of it, but even in infertility, they're looking, you were mentioning you had to talk about infertility. They're even looking at infertility that they're using these stem cells for, for that. No, ovarian failure, um, and, and, and a lot of, you know, people that struggle to get pregnant and things like that. They're looking mm. at, um, and I mean, you, you always, I mean, I mean, you hear some of these really sad stories where people are talking about like, um, my child needs, um, like bone marrow. Please can you, um, come and test to see if you're a match and die, those type of situations where you need these, I assume stem cells and things like that. And it sometimes takes quite a long time to find a, a match for certain people. So in some ways, that's the whole essence of it. Then you have these saved up and you can actually help fight these diseases with the stem cells that you stored. Yes, absolutely. So that's what, that's why we as a family stem cell bank, we tell people if you don't have these stem cells when needed, if you child develops leukemia or, or some other disease that can be treated immediately, you will have to wait for maybe a month or more. You don't know if you're going to find a match. And at least if you've got them available, they will be ready for use, even for a sibling or, or even a parent they might be used for. Uh, whereas, you know, you, you can for a sibling, you have a 25% chance of a match and oh. for parents a 50%. Oh, and then another valuable thing are these stem cells from your baby. From but now what if I use my child's stem cells and then they need it? That's what I wanted to say now. So the, the other wonderful thing about these stem cells is uh, because they're so naive, you don't need to have an exact match. Uh, you need a lower, there's a lower matching uh, ability, you know, percentage that you need in comparison to bone marrow and the older stem cells. Uh, that you, you know, have to find a match for. Then, uh, you, as you say, if you use it all, no, you, there's now new technology that they can expand these cord blood stem cells, that you can use them for, for adults and, uh, you can make them more to be able to use in more than one transplant. Oh, that is, I mean, it's, it's not available in our lab at the moment yet, just it oversees they are doing these uh, expansion technologies. On no, because that's also what I mentioned in the beginning of my talk as well. I, I realized that some countries actually kind of just do it uh, yeah. from the beginning. Um, it's part of their, they've got like a government stash. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that, that, that's also a thing that people have to be very careful for, uh, you know, the, uh, of that these countries like uh, that would just do the stem cell therapy without proper clinical trials. And that's what we always caution our clients and say, look, it's not all of these diseases that have been approved for therapy, you know, for use of stem cells, stem cells in this therapy. Uh, and that's why uh, we just caution it's not available at the moment. 
it is being studied in clinical trials, which takes, as I said, five to ten years. Yeah. Um, I now mentioned my, my period or initial period. I did say I could extend, mm-hmm. which maybe after this talk I will do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, what is the average? What, what, what time frame do you kind uh-huh. of recommend for how long should you be storing this? How long can you store? So this stem cell field of the umbilical cord stem cell is about 35 to 37 years old. Uh, so we recommend initially the 20 years, but after the 20 years, you can sign up for another 20 years. Because I believe science, science has proven that they, as long as you don't disturb them and you maintain them in the, that temperature, they might be viable for many, many years to come. They can't say infin- infinitely, but they say many years to come. You guys have backup batteries in your laboratory. Yes, yes. <laughs> One of the big questions that we always get <laughs> So we have a 24-hour generator that kicks in immediately, uh, you know, on power. To keep it at the minus 90, or I can't even remember how yes. minus you said it was. But, yes. I mean, it is really interesting. And, again, I mean, I guess um, you never really want to use these things. That's not the idea. But how do you know that number? How many people actually, like, uh, so, so withdraw from your bank. <laughs> so, so in our bank, we've had three, three releases. Um, and then we've had, we used to, we had, we have a program called a cost free donation program. So if you have a, if parents have a child that's already have le- as leukemia or so, when they have, when they're pregnant again, they can apply and ask if they, uh, for the cost free donation program. And then we will, uh, then you have, we contact the transplant physician of the, the sibling that's ill and they will say, yes, they would consider a transplant. Then we'll store that baby's, that new baby's stem cells and see if it's a match for that. So in that instance, we've had about 32 cases like that. Uh, but they haven't been used because a lot of those little, the, those little children went into remission and they're still, you know, in, in remission at this stage. So there are a lot of uses, and if you look at over the uh, entire world, there's been more than 40,000 releases of the, only the cold blood, uh, uh, you know, transplants uh, worldwide with a very high success rate, yes. That's wonderful. I can't, uh, we're, let's see, already Craig is like notioning to me that we're (laughs) running out of time, but we're going to get into our final questions just now after this ad break. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined me, um, today's talk is specifically about stem cell banking with Dr. Lana Duplessis um, from CryoSave. Um, and as I mentioned before, I actually did do uh, the whole banking of the stem cells, and I've now decided that it's probably a good idea to keep it. Um, <laughs> so I will extend my period. But um, again, if you want to add to the conversation, don't be afraid. Please do send us a telegram on 061-895-1019 or SMS us at 34519. SMSs are charged at one rand fifty. Um, and also, don't forget, it was uh, so far already very interesting and valuable talk. So you can go listen to this as a podcast after our talk um, on our website at highfm.com. This and all of the other podcasts, I've spoken about so many different topics. Please go have a look. And if you want me to talk about something specifically, 
please send me an email at yulandi at goodnightbaby.co.za and I would love to hear from you um, and to talk about what you want to talk about. But before we run out of time, I do have still some questions for Dr. Duplessis. I've now decided Lana is okay. I'm comfortable here. I feel the doctor part is now over. We have established she's a doctor. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, I, I, something that you mentioned now earlier as well about the, obviously there's a chance of that you can use your um, stem cells, a 50% chance for um, me, if something happens to me, to use my child's um, or to be a match for the stem cells that we, and a 25% chance for my son to use my daughters. Um, is, is there, um, does it, the, the match change depending on your blood type? Is there an increased chance? Like, is there a specific blood type that will increase your chances of matching? No, the, the matching with stem cells is totally different from, from, you know, the blood, blood route. It's, it, it works on your HLA markers. So it's more immune, um, matching that you have to do. Uh, oh, I'm just wondering because I always know when I go <laughs> donate blood that they're like, oh, my O positive blood is really impressive blood. It can be used a lot. <laughs> Can for many people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, let's get into the specific things of now choosing if you want to now. I think you've convinced a couple of people we need to store your blood or your stem cells. Um, and you should also donate blood on that, right? <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, what, when we're looking for, um, a cord blood bank, what we should, what are some of the things we should be looking for? Because you also mentioned government. Sometimes there's little things that you should be looking out for. What should be we looking for? Yes. So as we, we discussed the releases, the stem cell bank should have at least done some releases. They should have a good inventory, a big inventory. They should have been in the business for, for quite a while. Uh, they should be financially stable and then also accredited, um, with one of the, you know, well-known authorities overseas. We as Christ, we are ANABB accredited and we also have a, the, the basic accreditation needed for the nomenclature and the labeling and uh, what's required for our uh, ANABB accreditation. Then, as I mentioned, uh, they must also have uh, their own laboratory and have good uh, technical staff that works in the laboratory. And that's all the things that we uh, adhere to. Um, and then just exceptional service. You know, uh, I think as a parent, you would love to have be, have, have it treated as a, a special, because it's a big decision you're making in your life uh, to have that special treatment when you, people call you to find out, are you interested and give you the, the correct information and be professional in any emails or any, you know, uh, communication you receive from the, from the bank. And then also a bank must offer, because as we, uh, as a crisis system, we offer parents a very um, good um, uh, financial plans that they can pay on a financial plan. We, we even offer 60-month payment plans. We offer, um, you know, and we take the parents' needs, financial needs in consideration when we, we discuss for them the, the payment plans and things for the, for the you know, I mean, that's very helpful. Like I said, sometimes these things are very, um, yeah, reserved for the people who can afford it. And I'm glad to hear that there has been changes with that regard. 
Um, I also just have to mention to everyone that's listening that Lorna did actually like invite me to come look at the lab. So obviously there is something to go look at. <laughs> <laughs> any, any of the listeners that if they want to uh, come for a lab tour, they must just drop me or let you know and you can drop me a mail and, and we can make an appointment. Yeah. Um, because that is the thing is that you, I mean, it's like an insurance policy. I mean, I've never been to my insurance company's <laughs> office in my whole life <laughs> and I'm not glad planning on doing it very soon. I lie, I have been to the discovery building. I don't know, I think about it. I did a cooking course there. Anyway, um, so, but that being said, you now say that you've got a 60-month payment plan. What are the cost implications if you want to bank um, stem cells? Yes, that's the cost. As I said to you, we've got, we always listen to the financial needs of the client. We've got the kit and the, and the, um, you pay for your kit separately and then you pay for the processing after this, for the processing when it's done. You start paying only then after the baby's born and the processing has been done. Then your payment plan, if you choose a payment plan, will, will kick in. We offer, as I said, up to 60 month payment plans. Uh, and then you pay storage 49 rand a month. Oh. Uh, for the entire 20 year period, you can pay it as a 49 rand or you can pay a, a fee, a yearly fee of 588. Uh, and then, you know, uh, we, we, as a, as a stem cell bank, we adhere to the uh, storage uh, term and that you have to pay for the storage because uh, banks that don't, uh, you know, have a continuing storage plan or payment plan, uh, you, you have to worry about the, the fact that they, uh, how are they going to have an annuity and keep that storage facility run for the entire period we that your child's stem cells are stored. Yeah. One of the things we, we really maintain very well is the cryopreservation and the cryo the facility downstairs. Yeah. Is there people that have to constantly check that everything is fine there? Oh no, it's a it's a <laughs> it's a twenty four hour operation, yes. So we have a in our a system downstairs we have a, a lava system that works on Wi-Fi that, that triggers if there's any deviation in the temperature. It's a five-degree oh, temperature variation and it triggers. And the tanks are filled by, uh, you know, we can fill it manually if there's a power failure, even if the, uh, say no, for instance, our generator wouldn't kick in, we can still fill the tanks manually because we've got a gravity feed. But otherwise, in in, uh, in normal circumstances, we've got a you know, a valve system that opens and closes if there's a, uh, the little Wi-Fi logger says, ooh, I'm not, I'm not too hot. It will open up and it fills and it keeps it at a constant temperature. <laughs> Oh, okay. So see, Craig reminding me again that we have to take a break, but we are going to finish up just now. I've learned so much. And I, like I said, Lorna, I think we've, we've convinced a lot of people. <laughs> this is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. And just like that, another one of my shows is coming to a strong end. And it was a great talk today, specifically about stem cell banking. Also, the important uses of stem cell banking. Again, in the end, I think this is not really a bank that you want to withdraw from necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a nice thing to know that you have that, um, you know, like little 
angel waiting for you in case you need it to help you through because it will be a difficult time if you discover someone in your family has cancer or something like that. I think um, just knowing that you might actually make a difference if you have these things, I think that's the type of reassurance that you want. Um, and that you don't have to wait to start treatment. Um, how long on that note, Lana, how long does it actually take? If I don't say I want my stem cells, when can I get them tomorrow? <laughs> so it, it, it goes through a, a total process. So your transplant physician will be in contact with, with the transplant physician. Then there's documents that have to be signed. Uh, they do the, basically we, we will do a testing on the stem cells itself to check the, the, even if it is your own, say for instance, your mom saved your stem cells. No. Even if it was saved for you, you as a baby, we will still have to do the stem cell typing and the, you know, we have to check for the viability of the cells and everything. And then everything is a process that goes, then it goes to the transport facility that will be released. And only if you as a parent have signed off and given approval and all the documents and everything has been signed, will it be released to the uh, transport facility with a, you know, the correct shipment in, in, on, on the liquid, in the liquid nitrogen to the facility. It'll be immediately transplanted, you know, if it's been approved then. And then, yeah, it's not just, I can't just give it to you in your hand and you drive away in a freezer box. If I would be, because then I could have just gone pick up mine that I've been storing <laughs> and put it in my fridge, but it's not that easy. Yes, Dr. Lorna Duplessis, we've, unfortunately run out of time, but it was so wonderful. And I think we've all learned so much about the importance of stem cells firstly, and also the importance of stem cell banking. So I thank you so much for joining me. Um, and again, this will be available as a podcast on hivem.com. So you can go and listen to it at your own time or send it to someone that needs to go and listen to it. The world is changed by our example, not by our opinion. Let's lead by example for our children. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next time, enjoy your day.